welcome to another episode of Unearthing Paranormalcy, the podcast where we dig into the paranormal and try to find some normalcy in the topic. I'm Amy. I'm Dave. I'm Chad. And I'm Eli. And this week we're coming at you with the Jersey Devil. Devil, devil, devil. (laughs) (laughs) Good one, Chad. All right, so Dave, let's start out with some history. Well, I'm going to start by introducing the area known as the Pine Barrens, a region of mysterious sand hills spread over one million acres of dense pine trees, some that are over 50 feet tall, some which get consumed by wildfire frequently and stand only about four feet tall. A forest full of ruins of forgotten settlements, exotic flowers and ferns, including rare orchids and carnivorous plants. Two rivers, the Batso and the Molica, as well as several winding streams and creeks, make way for dark swamps of Atlantic white cedar trees to grow along their edges. A vast number of state parks, wildlife sanctuaries, and game preserves keep the area to this day full of wildlife, from big black bears down to the small, threatened Pine Barrens tree frog. Ribbit. (laughs) Ribbit. Considered the last vast wilderness between New England and the Virginias, a place of history, adventure, and legends that go back before the United States of America was founded, stories of pirates and outlaws and treasure dating all the way back from the 1600s involving the ghost of the girl Captain Kidd left behind, who fled off into the pines after his capture, possibly to retrieve the treasure he buried in the vicinity of Oyster Creek. On the next episode of Curse of Oak Island. (laughs) (laughs) An infamous outlaw named Joel Mulliner is said to have terrorized the inhabitants of the pines during the American War for Independence. The golden-haired girl is another ghost of this region, dressed in white, she stares out into the sea, watching for her drowned lover, which will never return. Then there's Peggy Clevenger up Pasadena Way, who, according to legend, was a witch that could turn herself into a rabbit at will. Why, Why a rabbit? rabbit. Jinx. Double jinx. Triple jinx. Quadruple jinx. This is getting <laughs> dumb, okay? Y'all stop it. Every time Continue. y'all do that, Amy learns a new word. <laughs> <laughs> this, this week was quintuple. Quintuple. All right. We got it for next week. <laughs> just, just don't tell her what the next one is. Sectuple? Damn. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I don't know what comes after that. <laughs> Seven tuple. <laughs> Team kill. Oh, wait, that's, that's Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not the only legendary and fantastical animals said to live around the Pine Barrens. The white stag of Shamong is a ghostly white deer said to aid travelers lost in the Pine Barrens. The stag also prevents impeding disasters, and it is said to have stopped a stagecoach from crashing into the Botstow River. No, that came from Harry Potter, and that was Harry Potter's dad's Patronum? No. No? It was Harry Potter. Harry Harry Potter's Patronum. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A white stag saved his life. Very cool. I'm surprised Amy had movie knowledge. Yeah, I, mean, I read the books. Oh, movie knowledge. I've, I've also seen the movie. I actually watched Sorcerer. I also watched Sorcerer's Stone today. <laughs> I'm super proud of you. <laughs> that's the first yeah. one, right? Yeah, that's the first one. I was gonna watch them all, but then the thing froze. No, so. I, I had my. I hadn't seen the last like two. And I finally made, made myself watch a Harry Potter marathon like last year so I could remember everything. I read them all while I was in my 30s, and I watched all the movies while I was in my 30s. You're I read 30, them 30. all the way up to Goblet of the Fire and never read anything. Actually, about. I did not read the last one because at that point I was like, these are all really freaking repetitive, and I would just watch the movie. But <laughs> 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 let's go on to this white stag of the Pine Barrens. Oh, yes. Oh, no, it's done. Oh, we're done with the stag. Let's move on. The black dog of the Pine Barrens is often considered a harmless spirit. According to folklore, pirates on Abscacon Island attacked a merchant ship and killed its crew. Among those killed were the cabin boy and his black dog, 
the loyal ethereal canine roams the beaches and forest from Absecon Island to Barnegat Bay, searching endlessly for his murdered owner. Aww, poor pupper. Deserves to be haunted if he killed a dog. He can kill people all day long. Don't kill the dog. Don't touch my dog. Exactly. But the legend and creature that brings us here tonight is the Jersey Devil. <laughs> Known as the Leeds Devil until much later in history. According to legend, Mrs. Jane Leeds came from a poor family in the Pine Barrens of Jersey. In 1735, when learning she was pregnant with her 13 child, she complained to her friends and relatives that the devil can take the next one. Then on a stormy night in a place called Leeds Point, the Quaker woman was giving birth to the child during a thunderstorm. The wind howled outside. The room was dimly lit by candlelight. When the baby was born, it was no baby. It was a monster. <laughs> he immediately took on a grotesque appearance and grew to more than 20 feet long with a reptilian serpent-like body, a horse's head, cloven feet, bat wings, and a long, thick, forked tail. Hey, I got a tail! The family and midwife tried to hide and take cover from the beast, but it was no help. The creature tore the midwife apart, attacking the family, killing several, then busted down the door and fled. Some blamed it was the curse she put on it. Now some others say the child was just born deformed and took on the hideous form years later. Other accounts say the creature just thrashed about the Leeds home for a bit and then vanished through a window, out a door, or up the chimney without harming anyone. Ho, ho, ho! Santa Claus! <laughs> the rumors from the time claim Mother Leeds was a witch that devilishly fornicated with the Dark Lord Satan and thus gave birth to the half-devil offspring. No matter how it exactly happened, the creature, or the Leeds devil as he became known to be called, began haunting the Pine Barrens. Is it haunting if you're alive? If you look like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you look in the mirror, you're haunting yourself. And and there's also Not the... Not you! <laughs> Jersey Devil! God! What a dick! The look on Amy's face like, how dare you! <laughs> Do you know how to mirror works? I was talking about the Leeds Devil! Then there's also the common term, when you hang out somewhere a lot in life, it's a place you haunt. Like, oh, you, yeah. you haunt the... That makes sense. Okay. You know. Yeah. But I don't know. <laughs> God, just the look on your face. The reading, like, the, the reading of the legend, though, Dave, freaking spot on, man. Yeah. I loved it. You missed <laughs> I was trying to do my high-pitched squeal by saying mom at the same time, but every time I went to do it, Eli would say something, and I was like... <laughs> I waited I waited for him to say tail. Look, guys, I got a tail. Come! <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was trying to do. That sounded like you said, come! Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming. Pull my tail, baby. Pull my t- oh oh yes, ho, devil. Ho. <laughs> From the chimney, he leapt, oh, oh, oh. wearing a tail. <laughs> no one gave a shit, <laughs> but he came from hell. <laughs> <coughs> okay. All right, moving on. All right. According to records, Mother Leeds may have been identified as possibly being Deborah Leeds on grounds that Deborah Leeds' husband, Jaffet Leeds, named 12 children in the will he wrote during 1736. In 1740, the frightened residents begged a local minister to exorcise the creature, and the story stated that the exorcism would last 100 years. Sorry, the reason we're laughing is me and Amy both. We know you're saying exercises and like exorcism, but we're both thinking of like putting them on the treadmill. Look at a bunch of wires to him. Come on, one more, one more. You got this. Come on. We have the power to rebuild him. I know exactly where Amy's mind went. She, so did I. We, we, we just kind of all looked at each other and it was like, oh shit, we got to say something, but we can't. So we're going to just laugh. It's almost like we all knew exactly what you meant. Like, it's Poor the exact Dave. word. He's just trying like, to get this information. Our mind just over. went like, I'm picturing him this lamb looking devil on a treadmill with sweatpants on. <laughs> one, of, one of those sweatpants. Yeah. 
see. That's a Walkman great. with Eye of the Tiger playing <laughs> yeah, in the background. Like, Richard Simmons. I was totally picturing Eye of the Tiger running up some steps. And <laughs> I'm now picturing him watching a Richard Simmons video. <laughs> you got it. One more. Let's go. Come on, my cheeks are. Dave said he was going to make us laugh at least three times. <laughs> oh yeah, and yeah. that wasn't even where he meant to play his <laughs> No. <laughs> Another story tells of a young Leeds Point girl who became romanticized by a British soldier. During the period of time, the British had come to the region because the iron furnaces at the Botsdo were supplying the privateers. Then in 1778, the British engaged the Americans at the Battle of Chestnut Neck. The townsfolk opposed the forbidden love, calling her relationship an act of treason and cursing her. According to legend, when she later gave birth to his child, it became known as the Leeds Devil. <laughs> legend has it that naval hero Commodore Stephen Decatur visited the Hanover Iron Works in the Barrens in 1800 to test the plant's cannonballs. On the firing range one day, he noticed a strange winged creature overhead. Taking aim, he fired at the monster. And while some say his shot struck, the devil flew forth on its path unimpeded. That's <laughs> Joseph Bonaparte. The former king of Spain and the brother of Napoleon leased a country house near Border Town from 1816 to 1839. After surrendering his throne in 1813 and his brother Napoleon's defeat, he went into exile in America. Joseph purchased 800 acres at Bordentown, New Jersey. One snowy afternoon, the ex-king of Spain was hunting alone in the woods near his house, when he spotted strange tracks on the ground. The tracks looked like that of a two-footed donkey. Bonaparte also noted one foot was slightly larger. At the end of the tracks, Bonaparte heard a strange hissing noise. He found himself face to face with a large winged creature with a horse-like head and bird-like legs. How dare you call me a donkey? <laughs> Sorry. The, the creature hissed at him again. <laughs> I'm just in there going, how does he know what a two-legged donkey's tracks look like? <laughs> if that's how it describes it, I'm like, he was a former, how, he was a former king of Spain. Was, how often was it that you had a two-legged donkey? <laughs> well, anybody, any bronies out there or anybody who has children who watch uh, My Little Ponies? God damn it. What, if we just call you out? No, no. Why <laughs> accidentally call you out we didn't no, know about? No. Just the description of him sounds like Discord. The he's like It does. He's like part dragon, but he's like part I don't even know, eagle and part like alligator. You know, he's like yeah, all, he's yeah. made of like all these different pieces. He's a he's a, he's chimera. a chimera. Yeah. Jinx. jinx. Fuck you guys. Where's Double the triple jinx? Equally. Triple jinx. Quadruple jinx. <laughs> So then the creature hissed at him again, beat its wings, and flew away. <laughs> when he told a friend about the encounter later that day, Bonaparte was told that he had tracked the famous Leeds devil who had haunted the Pine Barrens ever since he was born to Mother Leeds that dark and stormy night in 1735. In 1840, the second sightings took place. The Leeds Devil snatched sheep from their pens and preyed on children who lingered outside after sunset. <laughs> People all over the Pine Barrens began locking their doors and hanging lanterns out on their doorstep, attempting to ward the creature away. I found another variation of this tale. A young woman encountered a begging gypsy woman one day. After refusing her food, the gypsy placed a curse upon the young woman. In 1850... <laughs> <laughs> in 1850, the girl gave birth to her first child, and then he became the Leeds Devil and took to the woods. <laughs> now, I want to back up all the way to the beginning and talk about my favorite origin story of the Leeds Devil, involving the Leeds family, the occult, the Quakers, 
and one of the United States founding fathers. Oatmeal? Well, yeah, we're not talking about oatmeal, ladies and gentlemen. So born in Leeds, England, Daniel Leeds arrived in Burlington in 1677. He was a devout Quaker. He claimed to have had ecstatic visions as a young man. He's talking about being a devout Quaker. Devout Quaker. This just sounds sounds like a terrible insult. (laughs) You devout devout Quaker. Quaker. (laughs) How dare you? Look here, yeah. Um, Sorry. He studied astrology, cosmology, and other occultic knowledge. In 1682, Daniel Leeds joined the local assembly. He also held the title of Surveyor General. In the 1690s, he surveyed and acquired land near the Atlantic coast in the Great Egg Harbor. He handed this property down to his sons. It came to be known as Leeds Point, the location most associated with the Leeds Devil legend. Daniel Leeds began publishing an almanac in 1687. It was printed by the Englishman William Bradford, one of colonial America's first printers. Leeds' astrological data did not please all of his readers. That there the devil work. Several members of the Quaker meeting complained that Leeds had used inappropriate language and astrological symbols and names that were a little too pagan. Now, the Quakers were into astrology and other occult things, but only behind closed doors. The Quakers might have also not approved of his printer or Leeds' allegiance to the monarchy back in England. Leeds went to the next meeting and publicly apologized. To his surprise, an order was sent out to collect up all the copies of the almanac not in circulation and destroy them in a good old-fashioned book burning. Daniel Leeds determined privately to break with the friends and continue his almanac. You don't like me? I won't be your friend no more. (laughs) Leeds also put together a book called The Temple of Wisdom. In it, defending his astrological writings using Boehm's words, Leeds said, quote, Everyone that will speak or teach of divine mysteries, that we have the Spirit of God. In essence, the published work of Daniel Leeds show him to be a Christian occultist. The Quaker Philadelphia meeting immediately suppressed the Leeds book. Now at odds with the friends, Leeds converted to Angleism. <laughs> Is he a right angle or uh, obtuse? Um, Isn't it cute? <laughs> so, so what angleism is, is it's the Church of England, which was founded by uh, Henry VIII. He's our great, 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 grandfather. Who? Henry VIII. Bastard grand. We're his bastard grandchildren. Yes. Wow. One of many, but yes. Well, fuck me. Am I right? Yeah. His son was actually a... Preacher, I believe, um, in the uh, castle. Very cool. And wrote a few books. Well, now that's actually true, but according to Ancestry.com, it's true. Yes. Leeds started producing anti-Quaker pamphlets and books, at times accusing the Quakers of being anti-monarchists. And- he then started producing anti-Quaker pamphlets and books, at times accusing them of being anti-monarchist, and that Quaker theology denied the divinity of Christ. Now, the Quakers were anti-monarchist. I was about to say, isn't that kind of the whole reason why they came to the Americas in the first place? Yeah, but kind of like with the occult stuff, this was not ideas they were public about. Oh, so they were... Anti-manic, mar- m- 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 anti-manican. <laughs> they were anti- <laughs> damn mannequins. I hate them. Anti-mar, monarchist. Yeah, that word in the closet. Yeah, yeah, that's sexy. You see, after the invention of the printing press, it was common for rivals to publish pamphlets, mudslinging enemies, people of different philosophical ideologies, or political opponents. We still do that today. Yeah, the modern-day equivalent of social media. (laughs) It's Twitter! (laughs) (laughs) So the Quakers responded to Leeds publishing by their pamphlets, accusing Leeds of working for the devil and being his harbinger. Daniel Leeds continued to quarrel with the Quakers and publish his almanac. Sounds like funny stuff now, but... During this feud, it was a huge deal to accuse someone of being in league with Satan. 
not even 350 miles away. 19 people were publicly executed from 1692 to 1693 for practicing witchcraft in what is now known as the Salem Witch Trials. So it could be downright deadly to be accused of anything like that. It could also be downright deadly to be accused of anti-monarchism also, though. Yeah. Dangerous path to cross. So in 1716, Daniel Leeds retired and turned the business over to his son, Titan Leeds. Titan redesigned the almanac's masthead to include the Leeds family crest, which contained three figures on a shield, dragon-like with a fearsome face, clawed feet, and bat-like wings. The figures, known as wyverns, are suspiciously reminiscent of the later descriptions of the Leeds devil. <laughs> that one actually startled me a little. <laughs> me, me too, I lost my place. <laughs> but, but keep in mind that a crest is seen as a symbol of aristocracy, nobility, and royalty. And in New Jersey, anti-monarchism was on the rise. Sorry. Nobleism and New Jersey are not two things I put together. <laughs> now, what are you talking about over here? The cabs are here. The cabs are here. What, Snooky? Like, Snooky? 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 Getting awful close to that word. <laughs> Sun's out, guns out, bitches. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Titan Leeds then found himself in one of the most notorious almanac feuds of them all. With a Philadelphia printer and future founding father of the United States of America. Well, actually, my name is Benjamin Franklin. (laughs) (laughs) Franklin entered the almanac game in 1732 with poor Richard's almanac. This almanac, unlike Leeds, didn't include astrological or any other occult knowledge. Except one page where Franklin used the pseudonym Poor Richard Saunders to predict Titan Leeds' death on October 17th of that year. When the prediction of Leeds' demise did not come true, Benjamin Franklin published an obituary with Titan Leeds' name on it. Leeds retaliated by saying in his almanac that Franklin had, quote, manifest himself a fool and a liar for his antics. Franklin then published in his almanac that the prediction came true and that Leeds died. But unfortunately, his ghost was now haunting him from beyond the grave. (laughs) (laughs) He wrote, quote, He'd received much abuse from the ghost of Titan Leeds, because when alive he was too well-bred to use any man so indecently and so scurriously. Titan Leeds finally did die in 1738, which was around the time the Leeds Devil Legend was created. Benjamin published in his almanac, praising the ghost of Titan Leeds for finally ending the rivalry. (laughs) He's such a troll. I'm actually starting to like Benjamin Franklin just a little bit more. Oh, you should look into some of the other stuff he did, like the silence uh, do-good letters and the... Oh, there's a bunch of them. Really, in all honesty, I want to go and resurrect... Franklin and I want to give him Twitter and I just want to sit back and watch the shit show that would unfold. <laughs> him and Trump. Oh would be my hilarious. gosh, that would just ah. Oh. oh no, they might become friends. They're similar, <laughs> but now they, we'd have to find something for him to fight about. It might be plausible that the legend of Mother Leeds I started with was written by Franklin under a pseudonym. Another plausible theory is that Franklin painted Leeds as a devil because of his ties and pride in the monarchy. One could compare that nowadays to people of rival political ideologies accusing each other of being Nazis. Sounds very... uh, I've seen the memes. Yeah, I've seen them too. The stories carried on, and the lore of the devil was told and retold throughout the 1800s. Actual sightings of the creature were few and far between. All of that changed in 1908, when the Leeds Devil returned again, when a newspaper published the legend... Of the Jersey Devil. 
Once called the Leaves Devil, the Jersey Devil has supposedly roamed the Pine Barrens for nearly 300 years, goat-like with wings, horns, claws, and a forked tail. It moves qu- quickly and has a habit of emitting bone-chilling screams. <laughs> that one hurt. The, the Jersey Devil's fame solidified itself in January of 1909 when nearly 1,000 reports came from eyewitnesses throughout South Jersey. The Jersey Devil uh, fad died out for a while until 1927. When a taxi driver in Salem City allegedly encountered the Jersey Devil while changing a tire, the man told the police that a winged creature was pounding on the roof of the cab. It's poop! (laughs) (laughs) He's a helpful devil, eh? Guess the Jersey Devil really needed a ride that night. (laughs) I need to get there's a bit of, about this actual sighting uh, that I didn't write down. Uh, so when they interviewed the uh, the cab driver, he was, uh, <laughs> and this is about two hours after the sighting or the encounter, he was smelling of alcohol, uh, had uh, remnants of some sort of like drug paraphernalia on him or whatever, so he was doing something. What would drug paraphernalia be in 1927? It would just be marijuana, wouldn't it? It'd be like weed. And well, I guess that. people smoked what? opium way yeah. back then. See, I have absolutely no clue. I have not dug into the drug culture <laughs> like, of night. Drugs were part of the everyday life with was it like morphine and coke and all that stuff, like cooking, like actual. It was an actual use. drug. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> well, this medication. was during this was during prohibition. Yeah, so that so could have like, could have been alcohol. So, and yeah. Stuff like yeah. That. yeah, yeah. Um, but when they approached him and talked to him, he was very uh, like. Apparently, like, he was still in shock and whatnot. So, like, he wasn't acting as if he was under the influence of alcohol. He was acting as if he actually had an experience where it wasn't made up. Or Sorry, I just think the Jersey Devil as the guy, uh, the guy from Jersey Shore. Cabs are here! <laughs> hey! Oh, <God. laughs> so, uh, let, let's, let's go ahead and move on to a couple of the other settings that I have here. Um, the Bounty. Uh, we're going to actually jump uh, quite a few years here, so we're going to go to 1960. Um, several residents of Mays Landing heard horrifying screams in the night. There was no explanation for the noises, and the people began to panic. Police hung flyers assuring residents that the Jersey Devil was a hoax, but a circus owner countered the appeal by offering a $100,000 reward for anyone who could capture the creature. No one received said reward. So this is a bounty that was out, but no evidence was ever found. Interesting. Yeah. Um, we're going to move a few years later. Uh, just a few. Twelve. You know, it's not that much. But uh, uh, Mary Ritzer. Uh, Mary Ritzer Christensen told Weird, New Jersey that she got the heebie-jeebies in the night of 1972 when she spotted the Jersey Devil on a green tree... On green what's, tree. what's the heebie-jeebies? Well, Ooh, he gave me the heebie-jeebies. She, like goosebumps. Dave, like this, chills. Dave, oh. Dave. She had an orgasm, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Mary Ritzer Christensen told Weird New Jersey, which is, I guess, their local newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to read? What, which would they have a newspaper? I don't know. Jersey Sun? No. Weird New Jersey. Sounds good, right? I think Jersey hair gel sounds better. <laughs> it was probably when there was that whole rash of like paranormal newspapers and stuff yeah. throughout yeah. the 70s is what it sounds like to me. I like the weird news yeah. papers. It's only the real news. Yeah. It's like the Inquirer. Christensen was driving from Blackwood to Glassboro when she says she saw a towering figure crossing the road Road about 25 feet behind her car. She described the figure as standing taller than an average man with thick hunches like a goat and a huge woolly head. Uh, so this sighting, this sighting doesn't actually, I mean, it matches some characteristics of the other sightings that I, I, I researched and saw and even watched videos on. But it comes to find out that, like, if you would take all the sightings so far, um, in the history, like the earlier sightings are all the same, pretty much. All of them sound the same. All of them have the same descriptions. Uh, but as you 
like reach further towards the 20th century or not 20th century, like early 2000s and up or even below a little bit. So like just get, go, go 19, 1950 up. The characteristics become he had a hairy head or like the wingspan was different or the body shape was different or there's just certain characteristics that don't match up. You take all those sightings and only about 25% of them are the same. It's kind of weird. Well, I might know why. Because there was a publisher, Norman Jeffries, was a publicist for the Philadelphia for Philadelphia's Ark Street Museum, and admitted in the 1930s he planted newspaper stories about sightings of the Jersey Devil. He had, and admitted to other huckstories. F or T. F. Hopkins, the museum's proprietor, had confided in Jeffries that the museum was in danger of closure unless they came up with some way to boost attendance. Having read the Jersey Devil legends from the newspaper in 1908, Jeffries decided decided a captive creature would be gr- a great attraction. He worked with Jacob Hope and bar- or to borrow a kangaroo from the circus. They painted some green stripes on it and attached artificial claws, antlers, and wings to it. Then he employed the help of a clown friend from the Ringling Brothers Circus named George to dress to dress himself and a band of roustabouts like a posse armed with pitchforks, nets, and torches. They trekked out into the Pine Barrens with a cage on a cart. They went a little ways into the barrens, made a lot of racket, and returned with their cart. But there was a black tarp covering the cage. The Jersey, Jersey Devil attraction opened in the Arch, Ark Street Museum. You can find advertisements for it on Google Image Search. At first, the creature was too tame inside his cage. That's when they hired a boy to hide underneath and piss off the kangaroo by poking it with a nail attached to a stick. Attendance to the Jersey Devil did keep the museum in business. Come on, come on. We got the one and only Jersey Devil. Poke it now. (laughs) Come on. Only one dime will get you in. You will see the mystical evil creature known as the Jersey Devil. Poke it again. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I mean, think about this, though. In, in 1909, most people of that area uh, haven't even heard of, much less seen a kangaroo. Yeah. yeah. So I think they could have pulled it off. Oh, and yeah, I, obviously I can, they did. I believe it. Yeah. Poor kangaroo. <laughs> yeah. They also painted him green, didn't they? Yeah, they put green stripes on him. And <laughs> I could just only imagine they're like giving back the kangaroo. And they're like, oh, here you go. Uh, is, is everything all fine? Yeah, it's fine. Just a few puncture holes. Also, it twitches a little bit when you say nail. <laughs> why are It you doesn't s- like little kids. Don't know why. Why is his ass green? Uh, his diet. His diet, yeah. Are those wings? Yeah, he grew them. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry, just take it and let's go. <laughs> Get the deposit, Joe. Get the deposit. <laughs> But that would be why all those sightings were the same, because they were all written by the same person. Don't worry. They paid for the insurance for the kangaroo. (laughs) They got the extended insurance on the kangaroo while they they rented it. Don't spit that at me. (laughs) Real American heroes. (laughs) Real American heroes. Anybody else remember those commercials? No. Yeah, I do. But that also takes it back to our uh, Circus Freak episode. It does. And our dime museums and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, how they were doing stuff like that. If Eli didn't feel like making money was important, he would have been here for that episode, too. Yeah. So so I guess my takeaway from that is out of, like, the thousands of sightings and newspaper reports, how many were planted by, what did you say his name was, Norman Jeffries? Yeah. And then how many of them were actual (laughs) actual other people? Yeah. And how many of them were fake, yeah. I guess we'll never know. Well, then also, if you get some out there where people go, oh, that's what it looks like, and then they think they see something weird because they've seen the descriptions and the photos that he posted, that's what they're going to say it looked like. Yeah. And it's kind of with Bigfoot. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of Bigfoot uh, descriptions kind of changed over the years to be more what, like, the more recent, thing, like, the videos and stuff. But, oh, I saw this and it looked just like this and this and this. And it's like, yeah. well, that's yeah. exactly what the video was, like, that really, you know, was leaked a couple oh, yeah. years ago. So Okay, so here's a sighting from 1980 that actually involves uh, animal, I wouldn't say mutilation. Uh, the description of it is basically what an, I don't know if an animal would do this, but 
usually when uh, predators attack, they eat the whole body or at least pick out the weakest, take that, you know, kill it, eat it, whatever. So this is a uh, not necessarily a sighting, but a, a occurrence that happened in uh, Wharton State Forest. All right. Forest, uh, forest rangers are experts in wildlife uh, that inhabit the woods they patrol. But 1980, Chief Ranger Alan Mc, McFarland saw something that both grossed him out and stumped his, his wild animal knowledge. A brutal scene on a South Jersey farm where a pack of pigs had been killed. He reported that the backs of their heads were eaten and the bodies were scratched and torn. However, there were no tracks surrounding the bodies and no blood on the ground. Mm, pig brain. Could, could the Jersey Devil have been hankering for some bacon? <laughs> I'm sorry, I had that it's joke. A I've heard of like with a pig with back fat, but I've never heard of like neck fat. Well, or nape fat. That's well, a nape of your neck, right? Well, Ugh. the the other the other part of the thing is like there's there was uh, more to the the. I mean, there wasn't more to the sighting, but it basically, I took the gist of the sighting, put it into words, but the elongation of the story was basically how they des- described more so of the scene and the skulls were like the back end like if you would take a pig head okay like a pig was alive right here and you take a pig head it looked like there were teeth marks in the back of the skull where the skull had actually been shattered so oh, so it wow. was like they it's a hell of a jaw pressure <clears throat> well yeah well i mean it, it looked like it's the chupacabra it, it looked like like the description to me like if i if i were to picture it, it looked like there were claw marks on, like, where... Like, someone like, grabbed it. Like, grabbed it, but there were no... And f- then bit down. Yeah, and, like, yeah. teeth marks. So it's like... Kind of like how a, like no. a jaguar or something would like pounce on its pr- prey. So you'd have the scratch marks from its claws sliding, but then the bite mark to where it actually killed it. Now, when I was reading about the Pine Barrens, they said for the longest time, the cougars there were, like, extinct. But now they're starting to make a comeback. So Giggity. maybe it was a... Cougar, they were unaware of. Maybe, but usually there were no tracks. They would have the eaten more. And well, but usually cats. Yeah, I guess there were no tracks, huh? Cats, big cats, tend to drag their prey off. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, yeah. they, they don't. They, it would, it, it, it they would have been a one because it, it would have taken one and then yeah. left. It killed all of them in the same manner. Yeah, like everything yeah, had weird. the same. And then I was thinking to myself, and I hate to go off on a tangent, but aliens. <laughs> yeah, I, actually, cattle mutilation popped into my head. Yeah, I was thinking a lot of the cases were sightings of the chupacabra. There are large animal populations destroyed, but they're all like left there and only little bits of it. You're eating and their and blood's everything. gone. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I mag- I magically went to. I instantly <laughs> went to. So other than the mist and skin, they were okay, right? Yeah. It could but have. if it was a wyvern, which is a dragon-like creature that the Jersey Devil is declared to be, it wouldn't have tracks. It would fly down, use its claws and... Or its back legs and then the claws on its wings to grab it. And wyverns are supposed to have strong strong jaw structure, kind of like an alligator kind of thing where a lot of pressure to bite or a lot of muscle to bite down hard. Mm -hmm. Could bite the back of the pig, crush its skull, get whatever it eats, whether it be brain tissue or whatever, who knows, and then fly off so you wouldn't see tracks. The fact there's no blood is a little. Well, I thought the, yeah. the I thought the way like he explained it was that they were almost systematically put into a, um, like none of them because the pen that they were in the the ranger described it as like a larger pen, and like the reason why I left, left this one as the last story was because it was kind of like because we could almost sit, sit here and like theorize of what happened or what attacked if it was a Jersey Devil whatever. But, like, this particular story, uh, the pen was uh, large, so it was like if, if, there were, if there was one pig that got attacked, they would spread, you know. So the bodies were actually systematically, it looked like it was, they were systematically put back into a group because it doesn't make sense why all of them would, like, rush that area. So Aliens. Yeah. But then I thought about, for whenever I, uh, I uh, lived in Boswell for a little bit, like pigs smell blood, so it could be a situation where like they attacked one, came back, and as they were eating on that one pig, you know, because pigs don't fucking care. That pig will eat anything. Yeah. What does one Jersey Devil say to the other? 
Hey. Hey. Well, I I did look a little into other possibilities for the Jersey Devil. Yeah. And there's not real. I mean, I, I'm sure everybody's. Oh, I, I can name like 10 off the top of my head, but none cranes. of them are good. Yeah. Well, I, cranes. Yes. Cranes. But then there's also, there is a bat. That, the horse that's face like bat a horse face bat. That's my like only thought five feet tall. Yeah, and they're but they're from like Australia or someplace yeah. like that. Fuck. But my only thought to this was how would it get there? But then I started thinking if all the site like the main sightings were like in the early fifteen hundreds, it could have come with a circus or something like that, and it just escaped. I mean, I could see somebody like releasing it or it, yeah. it escaped because ha- half the freaking uh, what is it? Um, not Python anaconda situation we have. Here in the U.S. with like the uh, Everglades and shit, mm-hmm. yeah. like none of those ca- like crossed the ocean. Was like I'm going to go to America. Like they were, <laughs> hey, they were fleeing persecution. Okay, America, take me. I'm going to go live the American Python dream. <laughs> I'm going to swallow horses in a single gulp. See now, my thought on the Jersey Devil, which is mainly just because I'm a nerd and I want dragons to exist, would be that it was. I mean, in you know late 1800s and stuff, a wyvern. Because I want to believe that dragons actually do exist. Fuck, that's a big bat. Yeah, but yeah, I I want to believe that dragons exist because I think dragons are fucking awesome. I think they so. do exist. I think that those legends came from somewhere, and I think we totally need to do an episode on dragons. Yeah, but before yeah, we get on, I'm that, down. <clears throat> wyverns are dragons, but not dragon. No, not dra- or dragons aren't wyverns. Just so people know. What is that bat called yep. again? I just looked up a uh, horse head bat. But okay. Wyverns are... Dragons have four legs and wings. Wyverns have two legs, wings with hand like claws and stuff attached to them. So they're just like, so you know, like Smog in uh, The Hobbit uh-huh. is a wyvern, not a dragon. Yep. I was thinking like um, Pete's <coughs> dragon in the original, the cartoon. He had four legs. He? No, he he sat on his back legs and he had short little arms and little teeny wings. Well, he had arms. Yeah. Yeah, what he was talking about is is the arm. The, the, is arms, the wings are the wings. Are the wings yeah. Okay, yeah. so that's more like Mothman. Yeah, Mothman could be a wyvern as well. Because Mothman yeah. doesn't have arms; he's got wingy hands. Yeah. Well, and I also and thought then, about Mothman. Then you have a lot. drakes that have no legs. Um, and then yeah, there's a bunch of classes of dragons just for those out there. Yes, I'm a nerd. I know you don't have to yell nerd alert. <laughs> uh, well, we will totally do a dragon episode because I love dragons. I'm too. excited. Yay! So, um, but no, Mothman was totally a thing that popped into my head as something that could be could be. I mean, we're in that same area for Mothman and everything. Maybe Mothman, Jersey Devil. Although the Jersey Devil seems to be a little bit more aggressive. Yeah. Whereas the Mothman was a little bit more standoffish and only got aggressive when people <laughs> encroached, encroached on its territory. Um, when was the Jersey Devil aggressive? Well, he killed pigs. Oh, well, I mean, that's a claim, though. As the Mothman, it, I don't think there's any claims of the Mothman killing anything. Other yeah. the dog, I guess there's the dog. There was the dog. <gasps> Poor dog. Oh, the dog. I mean, as long as it's not yeah. killing people... You know, fuck people. <laughs> Save the dogs. <laughs> Kill the people. Save mm-hmm. the dogs. I have to edit that out too. Fuck people. <laughs> Save the doggies. <laughs> got a new song. <laughs> but yeah, I it's mean, works. you got. Well, I mean, there's also there are still reports of um, thunderbirds or yeah. well, I'm thinking, pterodactyls. The thing I was thinking about is dinosaurs. I mean, there are Pacific. Not, I wouldn't say pterodactyls because pterodactyl isn't technically the right term. Yeah. But um, flying pterosaur. pterosaurs that have a long or a square mm-hmm. kind of horse-shaped head with wings and everything. If you watch, I think it's Jurassic World, the first one, um, when the pterosaurs come flying into the park, you see them. They're a little bit shorter, but they have the large big heads and stuff like that. That actually when we were talking about doing this episode, that's what I was picturing in my head was something like that. Yeah. That's kind of what they look like. Kind of like the horse head bat. It looks a lot like that. Just with a lot of sharp teeth. 
What's interesting is I've always really been drawn to the Jersey Devil. I like the Jersey De- Jersey Devil legends. I don't know. I mean, I didn't really know a whole lot of the history. Like, I knew a little bit from certain podcasts that I'd listened to in the past. But for me, liking the Jersey Devil so much, it's kind of odd that I didn't know a lot of this stuff. Like, all the different variations of the origin story and all of that. Yeah. The one thing I find interesting is is nobody can really get their story straight on the Mother Leeds legend. Yeah. But all of them say 1735. It's it's never any other year. So there's Even something that Even though the that details happens. change where like yeah. it so, kills yeah. people, it doesn't kill people, it See, when you're talking about the Leeds thing and having I was just thinking she had a deformed baby, a baby yeah. with some kind of uh syndrome and Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of left it be Cuz she had how many kids? 13. 13. Yeah, like after, and like this, I won't say this is proven, but like if you look at a lot of, um, uh, what is it? I don't know. <laughs> Large families and their genealogy. Yes. If you look at a lot, like at that, there are some situations where like after the mother becomes a certain age and she's had so many ex ex-children, like... It's usually like the last end of those children. Ex-children, like she divorced them? Or? <laughs> yes, I, I know. At 35. Cut that out, please. At 35. Like, I'm not supposed to talk. <laughs> at 35, a, pr- a woman who becomes pregnant has to take a lot of extra tests because there's a lot of complications that can arise. There can be a lot of chromosomal issues and things of that nature. Yeah, and those tests weren't even available. Yeah, they in weren't 1735. available. 1735. And you're still talking 1735. And if these are monarchists, there could be some inbreeding in there. You know, like in the damn in, Lannisters. Um, it is speculated that most people that lived around the Pine Barrens were, were into okay. just that kind of yeah. thing. Okay, so I mean, mm, y- if you if you got it depends on how old she is. I mean, our grandmother had our uncle Ricky. When she was much older and he had Down syndrome. I mean, yeah. so that is something that happened. So it very well could have been that she, her 13th child was stillborn, which is why there's no record of it in his will. And Or it could have been a deformed was baby. Def- well deformed and at the time that, you know, they just threw the baby out. Yeah. Dude, any, it became any, a dumpster baby. Yeah. yeah. Well, any deformities in children, like especially like with extremely religious families back in the day, they didn't keep oh, yeah. them around. Yeah. And I'm surprised that Terry. So instead of going it. up... The chimney. They mean they threw it in the fireplace. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And and he went up as smoke. So what I've come to with my trying to figure out what it could be, I have just settled on it is a tulpa. I think an egregore one for sure. The the Jersey Devil is an egregore that derived from this legend of the Leeds. And yeah, it was probably a deformed baby. That they terminated. And the story grew because they probably didn't talk about that. So they knew she was pregnant. Then all of a sudden the baby's gone. There was probably a lot of screaming. Probably a lot of blood. And that just it became a story that got told. And it got told to enough people that then they started seeing it. And it just, it's fed and fed. And then the reason that it kind of, you know, the sightings and everything dwindled down is because it's not told as much anymore. And then you and have then, people who come out, bring the story back up, yeah. and then... All of a sudden, sightings start. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll do this episode and watch. We'll have more Jersey... We have side. some listeners in the Jersey area. So our Jersey listeners, if you have any... So I have heard a lot of people who live in Jersey have sightings of the Jersey Devil If you've got any first-hand sightings of this, I would love to hear them. Because I really... Mm-hmm. I'm kind of... I'm on the fence about it. Like... I love cryptids, and I like I said, the Jersey Devil's one of my. One, it's up I want there. a shirt that says that. I love cryptids. I love cryptids. the The Jersey Devil is one of like Don't my take top that ones. South side of Oklahoma City. I'm just saying. Because <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you, I see what you did there. <laughs> I guarantee you, you turn sideways one wrong way, and it's gonna say I love crypts, and people ain't gonna like that. I'm just saying. But uh. Well, it's going to have a picture of, like, Bigfoot and stuff on yeah. it. Bigfoot. Wearing a blue shirt? No. Okay, then. But I want to believe until I've had it proven that it's not real. 
and I haven't heard a story yet that makes me go, okay, I really believe this one. Well, there's and not a whole lot of popular stories from the last you know decade. Are you questioning? Napoleon's brothers. I can't remember his name. Are you integrity? <laughs> integrity. Jo- Joseph, Jacob, Wait. Joseph, Joshua, something like that. Spain. It's in Spain. Depends how tall he is. If he can I look me in the that. eyes <laughs> and tell me it's real, I might believe it. What, was Napoleon a Spaniard? He was, he was French. 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 Yeah. He was French. Thank you. This makes this easier. Ha ha! You. Ha ha! You are questioning me and my clarity. <laughs> I have a. I have, a, I have a fun Napoleon Stupid fact. Stupid American, a putoui. <laughs> it's a cribulet. Oh, wee wee. We have uh, Napoleon and we have <laughs> cribulet. <laughs> I, got, I got a fun Napoleon fact trail. <laughs> um, three dicks. <laughs> <laughs> One no. was up here, that's why his hand was there. He couldn't stop touching it. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like y'all are pulling this out of the... Out of the Collective subconscious. Um, Would you like to see my PG? So, so he was castrated after death, okay? <laughs> During his autopsy. To this day, three different people claim to own his dick. Okay? But I think... I, I think who actually owned Napoleon's dick isn't as important as finding out who those other two dicks belong to. <laughs> I love how he's got three dicks. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Holy shit. That was so accurate. <laughs> yeah, I found an article that traced Napoleon's dick from his death <laughs> to like to like almost present day, like different auctions it was sold off in and different people it was sold to. I have a question. Then... How many weird sites did you have to go to when you typed in Google search Napoleon's dick? <laughs> No, no, no. Did you see? I didn't Did even you put see that any in. dicks while you were doing? It. I put in Joseph Bonaparte to get more to get the um the 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 get years in Bonaparte. Bonaparte. The, yeah, <laughs> to get his bony parts. Oh, we're such a child. We're such children. <laughs> but to get the the years that he was in America and the year he was exiled, yeah, because yeah. it, it never says on those articles like he was exiled at some point and then he lived in America. For a while, and he saw you know how the sites are. Then you got to go and look up all the facts. My, my question is: is why? What would possess another man to buy someone to dick? No, 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 no. Not even to buy the dick, but to not just like chop the dick off, throw the dick away. No, we're going to keep this dick because this dick is magical. Well, they supposedly did that with. Um... Hey, he may have been three feet tall, Wait, but his who? dick was huge. Okay, <laughs> they kept it as a specimen. <laughs> Still alive after his death. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> Clarice. With, with, with who, Amy? The Russian guy. Did we find out who one of these other dicks belonged to? Uh, I don't think so. Rasputin. Rasputin. His is like a horse's dick, though. It's like huge, supposedly. Maybe Napoleon's is. Maybe he had. You know, he maybe he tripod. used it as a freaking kickstand. That's what, he was a tripod. You know? Maybe we the dick know. was as tall as he was. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe it wrapped around his waist. That's too big. Maybe he was. That's why he was a short. Super it was so heavy, it kept him from growing taller. Yeah, yeah. Maybe <laughs> his balls were just what kept him on the earth. You know? Sorry. That's wrong. Other way around. His dick <laughs> was so heavy, it kept him from floating away. Or maybe <laughs> he just had three dicks. Yeah, maybe he did. Maybe he did. Yeah. Maybe he did. Maybe he was an alien yeah. who had three dicks. Listeners, if you know who those other two dicks <laughs> belong to... <laughs> Oh, is it? Uh, one, one belongs to Crafty Let. <laughs> My three dicks are floating in this universe somewhere. On this earth, maybe, I do not know. But I have three of them out there. Listeners, if you can find my dicks, I will give you 1,000, uh, I guess, hugs. Because I don't have any money anymore, yes. <laughs> I'm just ectoplasmic floating through the air. He's kind of got a weird accent. Yeah. <laughs> I've been dead it's for like, fucking... <laughs> he's like a French yeah. Spaniard. <laughs> I've been dead for so long, you know? It's just, shit, I'm out of the character. <laughs> Napoleon became a vampire <laughs> in his death, and he is searching for his three long, long lost dicks. Listen, I am Astro Hobo now, <laughs> so I suck on everything. <laughs> oh my God. You have nothing to say? 
Crapulette. <laughs> okay, so I got to throw this out here. Because the Pine Barrens is known as a big swamp. Could it just be swamp gas? <laughs> oh my goodness, that explains are you everything. Are you trying to explain? Are you explaining? Are you explaining right now? Hold on. Lucy, you have some explaining to do. Are you explaining the Jersey Devil and comparing it to a swamp queef? No. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just pointing out the fact that that's what a lot of. Uh, skeptical theorist claim. Wait, swamp gas being what? Like gas is released in the swamp. Oh. Yeah, that causes hallucinations. Oh, in people okay, okay, and stuff like that. that. That's some good shit, man. Some good shit. I, I, I don't think that's the case. Though. No, I'm, I'm just so confused how we got from Jersey Devil to Napoleon's three dicks. Man, y'all brought it up. <laughs> I literally fucking brought it up. Yeah, and, hey, whoa, whoa! And he was like, "By the way, there's a story." <laughs> Here's a fun fact. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, my three dicks are floating through the air. So, all right, what's next? I'm going to go back to where I was saying that if we still have any Jersey listeners after this episode, (laughs) I actually really would love to hear if you have any Jersey Devil stories. Because I'm really looking for a story that's going to make me go. Holy shit, he's real. I really like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Because I, I don't disbelieve the stories, but I just... Well, there's no... like Unlike some cryptids where there's you know some kind of film evidence or yeah, there's something. photo evidence, Jersey Devil is all... Like, all I can find is word of mouth. Yeah. And then hand-drawn sketches and stuff. But that I really been... want the Jersey Devil to be real. I really do. Like, I want it to be real so bad. So I want some really good stories. Technically, he is. He's the mascot for the New Jersey Devils hockey team. Go hockey. I don't know hockey. The, the, I'm pretty sure they're... The, 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 they, I think they've changed their names. They were at one point the New Jersey Devils, and they had a little devil mascot. That's kind of cool. So That's really cool. But yeah, I, if... It, yeah, from if, what I understand, I mean, New Jersey, like, embraces this. Yeah. It's... Well, I know I've read a I think it's of, their state bird. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's a much now we have no Jersey listeners. <laughs> I was gonna say that's a much cooler state bird than ours. The scissor tail flycatcher. I mean, it's I mean, kinda... listen, you can't even say that seriously. It's a scissor flare tie catchers. A scissor flare tie catcher. That's what, That's how uh, we say it when we're drunk. You know. <laughs> no, that's just how you say it when you're sober. <laughs> Was it scissor tail flycatcher? Yes. There we go. Scissor tail flycatcher. There you go. Yes. Better. I would much rather have a Jersey Devil as our state bird. Just saying. <laughs> I don't think we have any flying crypto. No, we have the the the, the, the Thunderbirds. The Thunderbirds, yeah. Yeah. Thunderbirds. Which pretty much elementals, though, right? I don't, I don't know. know. We'll have to do an episode on them. Yeah. We started to once, and then it turned. We couldn't into find any paper- paper- paperwork. We couldn't find any information. Yeah, um. So, Chad, you did your part. I did. What'd you find? A whole lot of nothing. <laughs> He's been, let's see, he was in a Scooby-Doo, Ooh. where Scooby-Doo meets the New Jersey, or, yeah, Scooby-Doo meets the New Jersey Devil. It was a good watch. Um, there's a movie called The Thirteenth Child. I've Actually, I've heard of that one. Uh, there's a book, the story, I think it's just called The Story of the New Jersey Devil, um, which, from the picture of the front cover, looks like a child's book. Um, I don't know if it's a child's book. It just it's a, the front art on the cover looks like a child's book. Um, there was a video game released in 91, I believe, by PlayStation called The Jersey Devil, where you're a little pink, not pink, little purple Jersey Devil who fights like zombie plants and stuff. I'm pretty sure they just used the name as a selling point. Um, there's a couple TV shows. I think Supernatural did one with a Jersey Devil or something like it. Um, oh, yeah, you could put in Supernatural did this <laughs> or this demon. Or. Um, so, I mean, there's been kind of, like, there's a few small things. There's some books, a lot of, like, nonfiction writing about Jersey Devil and sightings and stuff like that. Um, but that's really about it. I mean, there's no music. There's no TV show based off of it. There's anything like that. So it was not a whole lot there. The, I mean, the biggest things I found were 
the Scooby Doo episode in the PlayStation game. So wow, I so do kind of want to see the Thirteenth Child, just because it looked the cover looks really interesting. But that's interesting. There's not a lot of pop culture because, uh, we, I'm sure like I've I've heard of this thing before. Uh, we ever started doing this podcast, but then something like the Wendigo that has a lot of pop culture around it, I never even heard of until we started researching it. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure up it's in New Jersey, I'm sure there's a bunch of, you know, toys and oh yeah, things yeah. like that for it, but... It wouldn't surprise me that... Here in Oklahoma, there's... And, like, looking online, there's not a whole lot for it. It wouldn't surprise me if they had, like, uh, uh, not watch parties, but search parties just like we have them for, like, here... For Bigfoot and stuff. Yeah. I bet they do. Yeah. That'd be a really good selling point. Or, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Tourist attraction. Tourist attraction. Well, there is a book that I read, a book series that I read, and I think I've mentioned it before because there's a part of this book they talk a lot about some cryptids and things, but... um, it's actually a mystery romance series, and it's um, by Janet Ivanovich, and it's her Stephanie Plum series, and it's not part of like the main series because like there's one, two, like, it's like one, two, three, four, all the way up to like twenty two, but then they have like these little mini series books that fit in between certain books, yeah, where they get more paranormal and fantasy, and in one of them. They talk about the Jersey Devil because it's based in New Jersey. And they talk about the Jersey Devil and Bigfoot and how they're actually, they're real. And they're actually hiding out in the Pine Barrens uh-huh. to just get away from people. And these Wait, are romance are we, novels? No, they're, they're like <laughs> mystery. <laughs> are we, are we going where I was going with it? No, they're not erotica. No, no I was, thinking, I was that, just like, thinking of Bigfoot and the Jersey Devil are getting it on. <laughs> See, I was going to go with the more like, you know, Bigfoot is just crashing on the Jersey Devil's couch. He does, I believe. So they so they normally write like mystery and romance, but then they, they also write these paranormal tales? Yeah, it's just kind of like... Is it doesn't really go along with the rest of the storyline in the book series. They're just like little mini stories that come in in certain places. Um, like there's like the Sugar Plum Fairy, and then there's like, so so they're like interludes with yeah the book. yeah. Okay. It's a good book series. I think there's like twenty five of them now. Um, That's twenty five more than I'll read. I think I stopped at like twenty two. It's twenty six more than I read. Because I think at 22 is when I had the second kid. and <laughs> I, I know for a while you were reading a lot of paranormal romance stuff. Oh, yeah, I'm a big fan so. of paranormal romance. but So I didn't know if it <laughs> So was. is Eli. <laughs> <laughs> He's more of a fan of you paranormal You said you were going to bring this up. Watch out for that female partition behind you. Fuck me. God <laughs> <laughs> the door. You want the door to open? It's because it's nice. <laughs> See... Now you all of all of our first time listeners need to go back and listen to previous episodes in order to figure out what in the heck we're talking about in this episode because <laughs> we reference a lot of other podcasts or episodes. Episodes. Well, she they reference like a lot they, they reference, of controversial they, things. They reference a lot of Eli uh, not making sense. Hey, we've talked about Crapulet. Yeah. And the female partitions. The female partitions. I just want to be partitioned, you know, <laughs> by a female. <laughs> 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 so if you donate a hundred dollars to our Patreon page, you can go on a date with Chad. Twenty five cents gets you a date with Eli. <laughs> oh. Only if you're a female partition. You have to be a female wall or door. Listen, I know I've only been a part of this family for like a year, okay? <laughs> but I don't appreciate that downsell, okay? Oh. I'll take a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> he knows his value. <laughs> well, I guess. Speaking of our Patreon page, if you want to go check out our Patreon page, is it Patreon? <laughs> That's how you wanted to segue <laughs> into it. $100, $1, any price will get it to you. Do we have anything else to say on the... Um, I mean, no other cryptid I can think of is this wrapped up in like American history. Yeah. Which I thought was really cool. I personally love the Benjamin Franklin <laughs> trolling. Actually, I personally like the three dicks. Part of this, <laughs> we know you do. <laughs> no. What would you even do with the third one? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Someone really flexible. Well, I guess that's going to do it for the Jersey Devil. Again, if you have any Jersey Devil stories, please send them to us. I really, really am interested in hearing them. You can always follow us, like us, message us on our social medias at UNP Normalcy, and we're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can also email us at unpnormalcy at gmail.com. Also, be sure to share us with your friends. 
family. Go on and rate and review us. We appreciate it very much. It helps us get in other people's ears. Uh, we have a Patreon set up at patreon.com slash UNP normalcy. And uh, the Facebook group. Oh, yeah. We are starting a Facebook group so that we can interact a little bit more with our listeners. Because the page is great. We can share our stuff, but we want to hear more from our listeners. And a page, a group will allow us to do that. You guys can post things and share things and carry on conversation with each other. And the, and the group is private, so nobody's going to see any of the ooky spooky stuff you, yeah. you put on there if you're kind of if more in the closet with your paranormal stuff, yeah. which we understand, you know. I've we been were there. all that way at some point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, here in about a month, uh, I don't know if we've heard back from anybody yet. Be looking for our Twitch stream uh, coming out here soon. Uh, Chad and I will be covering something. Uh, we may even do our own little Jersey Devil episode with some of the photos. and The photos stuff. are really interesting and kind of interactive as well. So uh, Maybe we can find the PlayStation game and yeah. you know, I'll play that for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> be like, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> where's, the, where's the 4K? How do you jump? <laughs> But you'd definitely be looking for that. Um, should be coming soon. Uh, I mean, we'll be covering anything from uh, cryptids to uh, uh, paranormal stuff, uh, ghost stuff. Uh, we've video even talk- games, some kind of scary horror video games. We've even like talked that. about doing a, a, a scary movie viewing um, as well with uh, with our, our watchers, if you will, our viewers. And uh, even having not, a, not only us two, but maybe even Amy and Dave along to kind of just see our reactions to stuff too so uh oh, yeah. keep an eye out for that i think we're all game for that and uh it would just kind of add a new dynamic to our uh our podcast and i guess until next time keep digging bye bye <laughs> 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 <laughs>